This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of the anterolateral approach to the ankle from the approaches section on orthobullets.com. Indications for the anterolateral approach to the ankle include ORIF of pilon fractures, an open bone biopsy, and access to the anterior ankle joint for debridement. In terms of the surgical planes, the internervous plane in the anterolateral approach to the ankle is between the peroneus tertius, which is innervated by the deep peroneal nerve, and the peroneus brevis, which is innervated by the superficial peroneal nerve. Again, the internervous plane in the anterolateral approach to the ankle is between the peroneus tertius, which is innervated by the deep peroneal nerve, and the peroneus brevis, which is innervated by the superficial peroneal nerve. In terms of preparation, anesthesia for an anterolateral approach to the ankle is typically general or spinal-slash-epidural. As far as positioning, you will place the patient's supine on the table and place a bump under the ipsilateral hip. In terms of a tourniquet, you will exsanguinate the leg if using a tourniquet. Now, let's talk about the approach. The incision is proximally centered between the tibia and the fibula. The distal extension across the ankle is centered on the fourth ray. In terms of superficial dissection, full thickness flaps are utilized, and care must be taken to protect the superficial perineal nerve, which is located in the subcutaneous tissue immediately under the skin. In terms of deep dissection, the fascia is incised proximally and the extensor retinaculum is incised over the ankle. The anterior compartment tendons are elevated and retracted medially. A minimal arthrotomy is performed, as large arthrotomies lead to devascularization of the anterior distal tibia and should be avoided. Proximal extension is indicated for proximal plate placement. Dissection is limited proximally by the anterior compartment muscle attachments to the anterior fibula. In terms of distal extension, this is indicated to access tailor fractures or talonavicular injuries. It's also indicated to allow placement of pins for distraction. With respect to dissection, you can extend the incision to the talonavicular joint if needed, and the extensor digitorum brevis must be elevated. Finally, some dangers to keep in mind about the anterolateral approach to the ankle include the superficial perineal nerve, the deep perineal nerve, and the anterior tibial artery. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over one quick question to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. A 34-year-old female sustains a pilon fracture after jumping from a ledge. An anterolateral approach is used to obtain plate fixation. Which of the following nerves is most at risk during an anterolateral incision and exposure of a fracture that is well proximal to the ankle joint? And the choices are 1. Superficial perineal nerve in the lateral compartment. 2. Deep perineal nerve in the anterior compartment. 3. Sural nerve in the superficial posterior compartment. 4. Saphenous nerve in the superficial posterior compartment. And 5. Posterior tibial nerve in the deep posterior compartment. The correct answer to this question is 2. Deep perineal nerve in the anterior compartment. So the deep perineal nerve is at risk during an anterolateral approach to the distal tibia and ankle for open reduction and internal fixation of pilon fractures. The anterolateral approach to the distal tibia is a commonly used approach for ORIF of distal tibia and ankle fractures. This surgical dissection crosses the anterior compartment of the leg, endangering the deep perineal nerve. The superficial perineal nerve is superficial to the fascia at the level of the ankle. Herskovicki et al. described the bowler incision, which is an expansile anterolateral approach to the foot and ankle. They describe its utility in exposure of the anterior surface of the distal tibia, the anterior tailored dome, tailor neck, 
talonavicular, subtalar, and calcaneocuboid joints. Walensky et al. performed an anatomical study on the anterolateral approach to the distal tibia. They found that the superficial perineal nerve is always seen in the distal incision and should be safe if adequately protected. The structures at risk with this approach are the deep perineal nerve and the anterior tibial vessels as they course from a posterior position proximally to a more anterior position distally. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, the superficial perineal nerve is also at risk during this incision, but is on the fascia over the anterior compartment at the level of the ankle. Answer 3, the sural nerve, answer 4, the saphenous nerve, and answer 5, the posterior tibial nerve, are all not at risk during the anterolateral approach to the ankle. That's all for this review about the anterolateral approach to the ankle. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.